Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Points of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. Today, I am joined by my lovely wife, Roz. Hello. Uh, hi, Roz. And we're going to be talking about Pokemon Go. And I've talked about this a couple other times on the show. And I decided to talk about it because it's been a bit, little bit over a year since it was released. I think it was released, what, about mid-July? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're a little over a year. And I think the game has seen a lot of changes, uh, both good and bad. So why don't we go back and look at some of our first impressions. So what were your, some of your first impressions when you started playing Pokemon Go? Because um, my son and I, we started before you started playing. First impressions of the game, it's just a, the way I would look at the game, it is one big treasure hunt. So you get to go out, you get to go ahead and try and find these creatures. What made it unique and everything was the fact that the more people you got together, the better creatures you would find in the game. So hotspots developed, and we are from the state of Wisconsin. Go Wisconsin! And of course that created a whole different different set of issues. Yeah, and we'll... We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, way back when, uh, my friend Chad and I did an episode, Pokemon Go, Public Nuisance, uh, because there was a, a place that we would uh, go Pokemoning at. And the, it was along Lake Winnebago. It's a park where located in Nina, where the Fox River empties into the lake. And it, it, there's a lot of really nice houses there. And the, there's a, was it called Lighthouse Park or something like that, or? No, it's called the Point, Point Park. The problem is that there was another case that's going on simultaneously with the problems that were going on over at Point Park and down in the Milwaukee, the Lakeshore Park area in which they actually the city of Milwaukee is now still in a case for the rights of being able to do this type of gaming and they've been fighting back and forth. So far the winner has been Nitanic for the court case. However, the city of Milwaukee has been still trying to fight and get their piece of the pie. We'll talk a little bit more with that um, because it does have effects on what's now happened with the new Pokemon Go system and the introduction of some of these new features. Yeah, because if we go back to when the game first started, it did get off to a rocky start. Um, because I remember there were a lot of times where, you know, was trying to, you know, log in and you get the little cute screen with all the Pokemon and it says, we are humbled that you want to play or something like that, but... The blue screen of death. Yeah, except it had a bunch of cute little Pokemon on it instead of just being a blue screen of death. It was still a blue screen of death. <laughs> That's yes. what we would call it in the community. Uh, yes, it was the Pokemon Go uh, blue screen of death. And... Also, there were times when the game would just kind of lock up and would stop responding. And our son, he always called it ghost mode for some reason. <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. And 
I remember when we first started, it made our it made our son you know excited to actually go out and take walks. Because I remember the day after it came out, we went to Thousand Island Nature Center, which for those of you familiar with the Fox Cities area, uh, it's a nature preserve along the Fox River in the city of Kakana. And usually whenever I try taking him to a nature center, he usually gets bored and wants to leave after about, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. But we actually stayed there for about an hour and he never complained about wanting to go home. You know, there were a couple times where he wanted to, you know, stop and rest, but that's fine. And I know we've uh, also been there uh, Pokemoning as well. And correction, the park is called actually Kimberly Point Park. Kimberly Point, yeah, that's it. In Nina. Um, yeah, because there's a lighthouse there, so that's probably why we were thinking it was called Lighthouse Park. But yeah, Kimberly Point. And what I really liked was, you know, when we went to uh, downtown Appleton, there's a place there, Houdini Plaza, and when the game was at the height of its popularity, at least in our area here, you'd go there and you would see 50, 60 people there all playing Pokemon Go. And, you know, there were some people that would bring, you know, water just if anyone wants some. And uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. And I remember there were, there were Facebook posts I've seen where people were trying to encourage Pokemon Go players to do acts of kindness. Like, for example... If you're going to a park, you know, bring a trash bag along, you know, in case you see any litter, you can clean it up. Or if you're going into an area where there's maybe there's homeless people there, bring some extra water to give them. Or I think there were also also people that were saying that, you know, if you want to go out walking, try volunteering at your local animal shelter. I mean, both of us have volunteered at animal shelters and they're always looking for people to walk dogs. Now, I would say what was kind of some of the funny things that I've seen is basically Pokemon Go in the beginning, it got people out there, it got them walking, although, of course, there's always a few bad apples out there who took advantage of the system and did other things with it, but my favorite thing is Pokemon Go with Michelle did what Michelle Obama tried to do and that was get people out and walking you know it was it's a craze it's a thing to do and then the problem started yeah and it it started to fizzle out at least I mean I noticed that um, around last September we started to see fewer people out playing the game now, and, remind you, we do live in Wisconsin, yeah. so weather does tend to get a little bit nastier. But then you also had more restrictions. You had the, some of the community out here having a fit with as far as the Pokemon Go players. So that all played in. And in addition, you had some of these people who started doing... Uh, really bad spoofing, um, the jumps yeah. as far as that, taking over these gyms and putting like Autobots in there to retake over and everything. So play started getting not to be so much fun. Yeah, and well, what I know, the reason I think that it started to decrease a bit, at least in our area around September, wasn't necessarily the weather, but remember you had a lot of kids going back to school. You know, you had your high school students go back, so 
they couldn't, you know, stay out till 10 o'clock at night anymore. And, uh, you know, of course, you had the college students who, you know, were going back to study and, you know, or maybe they were going into a, their, their college was located outside of the, the Appleton area. But, yeah, there was also a lot of problems, as we were mentioning before. And I'm by this time, I think they had pretty much gotten over a lot of the stability issues they were having because once it got to around September, I noticed that I would have less problems with it crashing or being unable to uh, get me in to play the game. But then October hit, and October was a ton of fun because Nitanic realized that some of the interest was waning and starting to fade. So what did they come up with? They came up with their Halloween Pokemon event, and that was kind of the shit because what they did is they amped up as far as all of these ghost type, and you were able to catch them. They offered like double and triple candy, and it made Pokemon fun again. Finally, you were catching Gengar and you were catching as far as the um, coughing and the wheezing and you were able to catch them outside your door. So they actually took and amped it up and made it fun again because you knew that it was the, if you wanted to go ahead and catch these type of critters, you could do so. Yeah, and I have to admit that is one good thing that they have done is they have made regular events where, like at the start of summer, there, you know, there were fire types, I think. They were making them more common. And there have been some weekends, earth types are going to be more common. And I think that, at least in our area, it maybe was a too little too late. Because we're not seeing as many people playing Pokemon Go anymore. What? Well, I guess it depends where you go. But, um, I don't know, it's like some of the places we used to go to play Pokemon... You just don't have okay. as many people there. Okay, well, this is we're going to kind of break break off. This is where you get to hear from the real Pokemon Go players in the family. Me and my son are the ones who actually go out now more for this second year of Pokemon Go. My husband does not like the way that we necessarily hunt and go about. And this is where we're going to talk about those new things that have come out. Um, how many raids have you been to this year, honey? We're not getting to the raids yet. We're oh, okay, going, okay. We're, don't get too far ahead of us, hon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because the around winter it started to uh, fizzle out. And but I think they it's had the Santa hat Pikachus. Those I didn't were fun. The Santa hat <gasps> you don't have a Santa hat no, Pikachu? No, I don't have a Santa hat Pikachu. Oh, see, he doesn't keep up. See, this is the problem I'm talking about. But, okay. But, well, yep. course, and, and then there was the Valentine's, any red Pokemon that came out, like the poor yes, guy. I, remember I that. dragged him to the mall for Valentine's Day. Let me tell you, it was fun. Yeah, I remember that on Valentine's Day when they had, like, um, all the red and pink Pokemon were becoming more common. And Clifford, that's one nice Clifford. thing about Yeah. <laughs> and Jigglypuff. But Jigglypuff! One of the things that I, I do like is, uh, again, the mall not far from us. It's nice because they do have Pokestops in there, so you could do your winter Pokemoning in there. And, uh, you know, again, because just, it's 20 below outside yes, and, and snowy. And that's one of the reasons it started, uh, you didn't see as many people, of course, playing it is because the, yeah, around uh, November, the weather here starts getting a lot colder and a lot nastier. So 
you're not going to have people going around, walking around, but where places where there is indoor pokey stops, you could still go ahead and do your Pokemoning. But yeah, they, it was nice they did do that particular. Then spring hit, and we had the fire event, and we got to go for Houndors and yes. go over there. The only problem is then you got to deal with the mud and muck because I'm yeah. talking. Early spring, you know, things are just starting to poke out of the ground, and the ground is really mushy and icky. Yeah, because that's, Roz was saying before, how we kind of have different Pokemon styles, where for me, I would rather go out walking around and get them, whereas my uh, wife and son here, they would rather go to a place where there's a lot of Poke stops and then just you know, sit there doing their thing. And now, now don't get me wrong. I did enjoy those times we did go to Kimberly Point because they used to have like, what was it, like six or seven? Right, but that's yeah, when Yeah, and it wasn't a big park. So keep that in mind. I mean, it's maybe only, I don't know, two or three acres top, so not a large park at all. Um, but yeah, they had quite a lot of pokey stops in there and that's where part one of the problems was, because um, uh, again I talked about this quite some time ago. Where this was before they introduced the whole thing of nest and when the nest rotation would occur, where different Pokemon would pop up. Now, Pokemon pop up according to the different location where the nests are, and you can find a lot of this information from the different like Pokemon groups that can be found on. Facebook, um, Discord is a very popular one, and I'm sure there's others out there. I mainly use the Facebook and the Discord to help me as far as finding out where the Pokemon are spawning, and it yeah. is awesome. I think that was one of the other problems with uh, Pokemon Go is that Niantic was, they were cracking down on these people who were making these third-party apps that were supposed to help you find the Pokemon you wanted, which, I mean, granted, there was a radar system when the game first came out, but it didn't work. So one thing I do have to give them credit for is uh, the radar system it does actually somewhat work now. It's kind of nice because you can uh, touch this place and then it shows what Pokemon are in the area, and then if you touch the Pokemon you want, it shows you where that pokey stop is, so that does make it easier to finally find them. So that's one of the additions I like. But what was happening around that park is the people who lived in those houses around there, they were not happy because you'd have tons of cars and tons of people in the area, you know, all of them using the park. And uh, yeah, there were times where there was probably one or I don't even know 200 but there were a lot of people that would gather around there so eventually uh, Ninantic ended up taking out half of the pokey stops there so there's only like I think three or four there now and there was a similar issue with graveyards and cemeteries you used to be able to go through a graveyard and you could probably get you know 10 12 Pokey stops or more, but um, the they took them out, and I think it's because some people were saying it was disrespectful. It depends on the cemetery and how they viewed the traffic. Um, you will find that some of the cemeteries 
like Memorial, the one that is down over on Richmond, they took out all of the Pokestops where you go to as far as like Riverside and Riverside still has them. It's It just depended on the management and how they wanted to handle it. Riverside it tends to be a more friendly cemetery. They allow bikers to go through and you don't see a lot of problems. Um, with some of the problems that they were facing, they were saying people are vandalized and stuff. I don't think a lot of it had to do with Pokemon players. Um, one of the things that they had talked about was the Oshkosh incident where car drove through and kind of ripped up the lawn. That wasn't necessarily a Pokemon Go. That was somebody who was drunk who ended up going through and ta tearing out some of that. So, Yeah, you know. though the Pokemon players were unfortunately kind of an easy target there. But, yeah, I mean, I think most people when they did go to cemeteries to get their pokey stops and maybe do some pokemon hunting yeah they were going to be try to be respectful now there was another podcast i was listening to when one of the hosts was talking about the what some people thought it was disrespectful because i guess there were a few incidents where there was a funeral going on and you had pokemon go players off on the right going you know off a you know a few hundred feet away going all right i got a pikachu Oh, quick! Everyone, look! There's a there's a Squirtle. We gotta get it. And then, you know, so I guess I can see that point. But yeah, you I guess you're right. It does kind of depend on the cemetery, and I I suppose it probably depends on how many complaints they get or what type of problems they were having. You know what's ironic? You say that, and I think of these. You know, and back in history, what did people used to do for entertainment? They'd go for a picnic and watch a battle, or they'd go for a picnic and watch a public hanging. Which is kind of just <laughs> ironic, you know. They were yeah. putting it, and and you know, oh my God, life does go on. I can see the point of you know not wanting if you know you're burying poor Aunt Bertha, you know, you don't want to necessarily, but life does go on. And as long as they don't come with their phone and say, "Excuse me, I just got to catch this Pikachu," you know, you're gonna hear voices, you're gonna hear noise. You know? Yeah, it's like, um, hey, sorry to disrupt your funeral, but. You know that that monument that you're burying Aunt Bertha by? That's a Pokestop. I just got to get yeah, I can that I can see. But to hear voices on the outside, you know, they're just they're excited, they're talking. I don't Yeah. But to each his own. Okay. And there after let's see, I'm trying I to don't think have about, a, as you can tell, I don't have a problem farming in um cemeteries. Now, I'm trying to think when they started introducing some of the newer features because one of the things they did, and I am really surprised they didn't do this sooner, is they have daily login bonuses. Oh, that and started um, in the spring, but the later spring, like the early... Almost like early summer? Almost early summer, yeah, that they started, and it's just been phenomenal. And that was with the new releases of all the new Pokemon, because with those, they needed to evolve them, but they just didn't want it to be where you had to capture so many. You also have to get special items. So that was a great way to incorporate having to go to different Pokestops, making sure people are getting in to the Pokestops to be able to get those special items. And of course, it started out 
allowed with its its glitches and stuff where people weren't getting them and finally they switched it up and finally got the coordinates right so you would get a special item on that seventh day where some people were not including myself and I almost quit because of that but I kept with it and started getting them and that's why I have a Steelix. Yeah <laughs> and I'm just surprised it took them so long because several of the other uh, games that I have either played or ones that I'm still playing they do give you that daily login bonus and I think part of it just has to do with the nature of a lot of mobile games. Because while there are certainly games out there that you can, you know, pay, the model that Pokemon Go uses, as well as a lot of other games, it's called Freemium, where you can download it for free, you can play it for free, but if you're willing to spend a little extra money, you can get nicer items or you can get other things that are going to help you play the game. And hence the upgrades that yes, have occurred like now. The, yes, and I know you've uh, spent some money on it. I haven't. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> not a lot. I've spent money on Final Fantasy Record Keeper, so I'm not here to judge. Better not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, plus we... You know, we we both our, work. We're allowed. We're adults. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. It's, we, so and I, I mean, we're not that bad compared to some people. I mean, like uh, Game of War is one where I've heard there are people that spend hundreds, uh, sometimes even up to a thousand dollars a month on the game. And that's their prerogative. Yeah, them. Well, if they can make it and they can earn the money, great. Yeah, if you can afford. We to spend, all have our addictions. We all have our little vices. Yes, and if you can afford to spend a thousand dollars a month on a, a mobile phone game, and still have enough money left to pay your bills and take care of your expenses, God love you. More power to you. Yeah, <laughs> but. And I think one of the things that, because uh, what are some of the things that you can get with by spending real money? Like, was it extra Pokeballs? <gasps> uh, you can increase your inventory, things There's like that. There's so much more. Now, can we talk about raids now? Now, can we talk about the raids? Okay, yes. Let's okay. talk about the raids. And One of the key things with now the whole raid situation, you can buy more raid passes. And that's the big thing. Being able to go and compete and try and get some of these higher ranked higher up pokemon and it's very cool you only get one free raid pass per day so you know it's got to go stop at a pokestop and it has got or actually not even a pokestop it's a gym which is a pokestop and a gym you can go pick up your free raid pass that will help you then go ahead and participate in these fun raids and again with the you know places I talk Facebook and Discord you're able to go ahead and find out what's going on who's getting what and they're also doing special releases like um, the Lugia and the Articuno were recently released as of last week now the Moltres has been released so these are the legendary birds. Everyone's trying to get them, but not everyone gets one. You got to go yep. in as a group and defeat these large creatures. Yeah, and that's one of the things I do like about the raids, even though I've only been on a couple of them. It brings that social aspect back to it, where, and again, just back to when the game was 
first came out, it was a lot of fun just going to these places and you'd hang out, you'd talk to people and, mm-hmm. you know, have a lot of fun. And it's it's like that with the raids, so the groups tend to be a lot smaller. 20 people, we've had as many as 30 people show up at a raid. Yep. It's just fun. And then you get people, you can do the invites. Um, people are starting to notice, hey, there's a bunch of people standing around with their phones. They'll go and stop, if, mm-hmm. and then we tell them about, hey, this is how you get the information through the Facebook, the Discord, and being able to find that. And if you are looking for, as far as a Pokemon group, you know, don't hesitate to look on Discord. Discord is a nationwide app, and so is Facebook. So they do have these different groups, so you can find someone and be able to hook up with these fellow people. Of course, of course always play it safe when you go ahead and play Pokemon. One of the other features that Nitanic took into account that they didn't with the other, you know, last year, but they took it into account, they they enacted a curfew, and the curfew for raids is dusk. So these raids are not a 24-hour thing. They do stop at dusk, and you have to start at dawn the next day. And I think it's good they did that because they were probably thinking ahead because they could probably envision, uh, you know, high school, middle school kids, you know, staying out too late doing these raids. So they figure, okay, if we do this curfew, that way the parents don't have to worry about their kids being out too late playing these games. Oh, no, they did it because it cuts down on trespass issues okay, and police and everything. So then Nitanic doesn't get um, liability issues for it. Well, they, I don't think they could really hold people liable because they do put these Pokestops in public places. And usually one of the little messages that pops up when you first log in is, don't trespass while playing Pokemon Go. So that's, I guess that's probably their way of well, covering their backside. But I think the raids have been a lot of fun. It's an interesting mechanic because when the raid is over, you get rare balls that you can use to try to catch these it's ultra rare Pokemon. candy. Rare candy. Well, know the lingo, got- honey. What? Call- know the lingo. Okay, well, you get these special balls that you use to... They're worthless. We all want the ability to be able to use our own balls. These balls that they give you are called Premier Balls. And I happen to agree with my son on this theory. They're just Pokeballs that are white. They have the same capture rate pretty much as a Pokeball. It's like, let me use my Great Ball, let me use my Ultra Ball, and let me catch the sucker. The raids, though, did cause a bit of an issue down in, I believe it was, Chicago. And I, you are, you keep... This is not a podcast about the Chicago fiasco, which that has now caused them to hit, go ahead and have a class action suit against Titanic. It was all because of people not being able to log in. They are compensating those people or doing whatever. Do I think it was pretty shitty that ha- what happened? Yeah. Was I wanting to be down there still yet? Yeah. It would have been a yeah. fun event to it. 10, but unfortunately I had to work. You know, it is what it is. And But what happened down in Milwaukee where, what was this, the suit that the city of Milwaukee wanted people to get permits to... Okay, Milwaukee is into this whole thing about virtual as far as... 
virtual gaming and who has the right to the parks as far as being able. Milwaukee basically wants a kickback saying, oh, if you're going to go ahead and put pokey stops in our parks, then you know what, and people are going to come and visit them and blah, blah, blah. We want some kickback. And it's like, dude, you know, there's monuments all over the place that people can go and visit for free. They're not asking for money and it would be precedent setting. So if this technology has been out there before, there's been other games to utilize it. It's just Pokemon Go was the first one to really grab um, more of the public's attention and being able to go out there and go and find the critters and stuff. So I don't, th so far they haven't won. They keep bringing it up. I don't consider them winning. I'm just glad that Nitandic is kind of putting a blind eye, I believe, to some of the scannings and the scanners that are out there right now. And I think they should because it's really helping people go out and want to be part of these raids. Recently, Nitanic just made um, some money and had an increase in their stock because people are buying these raid passes. People want to catch them and it's causing them where they're, they're going to have to kind of buck up. Plus, you're also having to get these revives and being able to power up your Pokemon because in battle your Pokemon can faint and you've got to go ahead and revive them and people just want to be able to go to the next raid and go ahead and you know get get it going and don't have the they don't want to take the time to go and farm and stuff they want to get you know what's hot and what's right now yeah so all in all what would you say is probably your favorite feature that they've introduced into Pokemon Go since the beginning? My favorite feature, I would have to say, is just the the people more or less coming up with the idea of the Discord and the Facebook, keeping the community alive, to letting people know, hey, this is what's going on, this is what we've got over here. Um, you know, being able to bring it back as a community thing, because it's it is a lot more fun to play with a group of people than just you know yourself or being able to know hey somebody's out there you know helping me try and do it i think pokemon go really needs to embrace these groups because these are the people who want to go out and have fun want to be able to play the game they're not the spoofers they're not the people putting in back these are people who are actually wanting to find this stuff and have fun and they're doing it in honest ways. You still have to go to show up at that raid and you still have to go ahead and, you know, do your work and click and revive your critters and stuff. So other favorite things, um, just the integration of these special events. I am a huge supporter of special events. It's a fun thing. It's something to look forward to. I look forward to Halloween and being able to you know, get some more of the dark types also with, you know, releasing the different Pokemon and being able to say, oh, what new creatures are out, you know, and I'm the queen of the Cenerets. What can I say? I, <laughs> I think they're still cute, fuzzy creatures and I'll always catch them. So that, I would have to say, are some of my favorite features about Pokemon Go. 
I'd have to say my favorite improvement that they made, there's two of them. I do like how they revamped the radar system where it actually does somewhat work now. And it does make it easier for you to help find the stuff you're looking for. But I do like how they incorporated the daily login bonus now because it gives you that incentive to go and get out there and... Uh, you know, play the game a little bit more. So mm -hmm. it rewards you for being consistent. And I think that that's just one of the things I like about it. And I think that we've said about all we can say about Pokemon Go for now. So I'm... Until the next update! Yes, until the next update. And I'm excited to see what type of improvements they're going to make to the game. So, I, I mean, really, I'm just glad they finally got the stability fix where it's not crashing on you every 10 minutes. But hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming. And support your local Pokemon group. Yes, support your local Pokemon group. Good night, everybody. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POIGamestudio. Studio.